You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. We had an opportunity to really do a full download of our phase one drill program at Curvia, and a few things came to light. Uh, one is our best targets uh, have not yet been drilled. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we will be getting an update from Tier 1 Silver. Ivan Bebek, the co-founder and co-chair, joins me, as does Peter Dambicki. He's the president and CEO. And gentlemen, welcome on to the show. And Peter, you just put out a press release discussing the targeting for Phase 2 at your Curabaya project in Peru. Talk us through some of the key highlights of the three target areas that you're discussing in this press release, please. Thanks, Bill. Always nice to be back. So, you know, we had an opportunity to really do a full download of our phase one drill program at Curabaya, and a few things came to light. Uh, one is our best targets uh, have not yet been drilled. We, when we set out and did our channel sampling and trenching and rock sampling uh, early last year, uh, this area called Kambaya, which resides just to the, on the northern part of our Curabaya project, uh, contained our, our, our best hits as far as channel sampling. You know, 20 meters, almost 300 grams per ton silver, like high economic grade bonanza hits as well. And that for sure is going to be our focus as we go forward for a couple different reasons. Uh, one thing we've noted that there is a, you know, story of erosion on our, on our Curboy property. And as you go north on our property, uh, the elevation increases into the mountains. And that has provided us with a precious metal window that gets larger and larger as you go north. And so to be able to add three to 400 meters of precious metal system uh, to our targets, it's gonna give us uh, higher grades, better widths, uh, more economic widths, and uh, you know the options are, are, are there for us to, to make more hits. And secondly, the new permit that will allow us to go up there and, and attack the Kenbaya region uh, allows us to have 10 drill holes per pad, whereas before we only allowed two. So we had to be very surgical in our first phase over a 20 square kilometer footprint as to where each one of these holes are going. And uh, I'm sure your viewers know the size of a drill bit and, and into a, a third dimension. That's a, a tough place to go. And the fact that we got over 30% of our drill holes were of economic grade and value with a couple bonanza grades to come out of that, uh, these new drill pads and new drill permit will allow us uh, much more flexibility to to attack something which once we tag it. And so this Kambaya region to the north of, of, of Curabaya um, will for sure be a number one hit. We have a couple more targets from our traditional area Curabaya. But of course, uh, the big story that's really come to the forefront here is, is every indication of this potential copper porphyry uh, that's that's driving everything to surface. So you know it is uh, it is truly a, a, a really exciting time for us as we prepare for our next drill plan. So with the precious metals window, as the press release refers to it as, to the north. Now you need your DIA permit for this, and I believe last time you said early June is when you're expecting it. Is that still the timetable we're looking at? Yeah, I, I mean, I like that timetable. You and I both know about setting times and dates and expectations. But yeah, yeah. So if everything goes to plan, uh, for sure, this spring, uh, we'll have that in hand and be, and be able to get going immediately uh, with that Kambaya as a part of that DIA. But is all of phase two and what you're planning uh, contingent on the DIA? Or can you still drill within the FTA permit that you currently have? 
Yes, we have, uh, uh, I believe, three drill pads uh, still remaining in the current FTA drill drill uh, permit. Uh, so we have multiple targets that we could uh, reallocate in that traditional. And there are targets out and holes that we want to go after in that original FTA permit. So it's not going to slow us down whatsoever as far as commencing work. So you also outlined a bulk tonnage silver tar- target, stratabound, sub-horizontal. So would this just be kind of like icing on the cake if you this happens to prove something? Because you're going after the high-grade veins, but you're just pointing out that there could be more here. Is that how I should interpret that? Yeah, it's it's more it's more about you know what are the, the lengths the strike lengths of these of these targets. We're not looking at a, a real kind of concentrated area at the moment. We have kilometer two kilometer uh, uh, long strike uh, that we have to go after six kilometers in total of targets to go after of these corridors. So really, you know, to be able to prove that out and, and to have that many targets uh, within this property, it just again you know adds to the potential uh, of the silver targets that are that are quite close to surface. In addition to desktop work, Peter, are you needing to do any more studies before you finalize the drill targets for phase two? Yeah, we're getting going in April. Again, we had to make that pause for, for rainy season down in Peru. Uh, so getting the workers on, on the ground, uh, ASAP to conduct more, more uh, structural mapping, geophysics. So we have two things to go after. One, we got to really hone in our targets for our silver targets. And two, as I mentioned, this copper porphyry, we're not going to blindly uh, throw some deep holes in there. We want to really run to ground uh, and, and, and you know, solidified these targets with uh, CSMAT uh, mapping and structural testing to to make sure that the targets are, are you know, we eliminate all the risks that we can uh, before testing those deeper holes. But the focus will be on the precious metals window, but you'll also test the porphyry, I believe with two holes, did the press release say? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to uh, for sure save some some meters to go after uh, the porphyry, it, you know, once we determine after all this testing, the depth you know, that's going to be a, a big part of uh, direction and guidance for us. And so, you know, we're going to definitely reserve some meters. However, we split that up over however many holes uh, still to be determined, uh, but it will be a part of our, our next drill program. Let's talk some positive news. Your share price definitely perked up in the last week. Uh, care to comment on that? Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been tough to, to see it down where it was. And, um, you know, different from my old past of being an investment advisor, when you're looking at markets that are really shaky and volatile, you truly don't know, you know, what's to come the next day. So I didn't have that uh, sitting here as CEO of Tier One because I knew what we have. Uh, I knew what we have in hand going forward. So I knew it was just about weathering the storm, and whether it was this European crisis uh, that 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 shook it out or got it going, or us just, you know, being that confident with all the the data that we have downloaded over the last two months and sharing it with our audience, but people are, you know, giving it value again, where it deserves to be. And, uh, I think that was, that was the, the catalyst that it needed, uh, cause, uh, the story to me, seems, uh, it really does seem unparalleled, uh, the, the, uh, the opportunities that we have just occur by alone. Ivan, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. Uh, your comments on the recent share price action. I know that you've gone on roller coasters. In fact, in our last interview, you talked about some of the roller coasters that you've gone on as CEO of previous discoveries. So it doesn't always go up in a straight line, does it, the share price? No, and it's, it's, it's really hard to measure why exactly, you know, a share price is going down or up. I think for, for me and Peter and the team, 
you know, the, the technical team is extremely enthusiastic about this next phase. And we came out with a huge opportunity here with all the bonanza grade silver on surface. And it's over 20 kilometers, not, not in one focused area. So to Peter's point, there could be multiple big discoveries here. And I'll simplify it for everybody listening. I just want to go drill the next hole besides one and a half meters of 1.2 kilograms of silver. And I want to keep drilling beside that for a while as we go test these better horizons that seem way more conducive for the precious metals, such as at Kambaya. And if I give you an analogy, you know, look at it as a cake and the icing portion is the actual silver. And then the, the actual cake portion of the icing could be the porphyry. We have the whole thing here, not just a slice of it, not just the edge. We have the entire cake. So size matters and grade matters. And we're not looking to make a silver discovery. We've already made one. We're looking to make a world-class silver discovery. So for me, Bill, the share price was lagging. You know, it was, uh, it was a rough start to the year for all exploration companies. I actually personally agree with Peter. I still think there's a lot more room in our share price to catch up to our speculation, which is a lot stronger than it was a year ago today before we drilled the first holes. Because now we actually have, as Peter said, 20, 30% of the holes have hit what we could consider economic grade subsurface. So we have Bonanza grade over 20 square kilometers. We've started drilling Bonanza grade, which I'm using plus kilo to qualify Bonanza grade. I know a lot of people want to see continuity. They want to see tonnage. They want to see all that geometry come together. That's exactly what this program is going to do. And the confidence of it working is really high because, as Peter said, the last hole was the best hole. And there's a few holes that really give us the places to keep going, plus a whole new horizon. So, you know, I'm in that stage, Bill, where I really don't care too much about the share price, um, unless I'm trading the stock daily, which I'm not. And when I can add more, I, I will definitely add more to it. That's how I feel. I'm at the stage, which is a little bit more exciting. I'm hearing some predictions for $50 silver this year. And I'm trying to envision what if we keep drilling that plus kilo over a few meters? What if that keeps going on one of the ore shoots and we find two or three of those? What if we put together one of the largest, highest grade silver discoveries globally? Just saying that what if, is enough. But then you had the porphyry on one of the most prolific belts in the world. And, and for me, that's where the hair stands up on the back of my neck. And here's why porphyries in this part of the world, they can last from 50 to 100 years in production. The kind of projects that are coming across my desktop when we're looking at different things are 10, 11 year mine lives. So when you start talking 50 to 100 years of mine life, that's the kind of scale that we might have on this belt based on the nearby major mines that have been discovered and are currently producing. So everything about Kuribaya is getting big. It's very rich in grade and it's getting big quickly in terms of an opportunity. And this doesn't even take into account what's going on at Hurricane Silver. But the goal with the group was to create a very dominant, aggressive silver exploration company. Go take these big swings on the Bonanza grade silver and see if we could find roots to it. And, and right now, Bill, I feel more than ever before. And I know the whole team feels this way. It's so close to keep going. And that's what make the next drill program way more exciting than the last one. Cause now we know the third dimension is actually there. We just don't know how big it is yet, which is a perfect problem to have. And it's the kind where you make all the money as a shareholder. And Ivan, will you be moving forward into phase two by yourself or with a corporate partner? Right, can you comment on that? You know what? Um, when you start talking porphyry on one of the most prolific belts in the world, the phone rings and emails come in and there's a handful that have expressed interest for obvious reasons on the silver as well, believe it or not. And, you know, for my advice to, to Peter and the team is, is just not yet. Let's let's find it first and let's let's find it first, see how big it is. And then let's open the door for those. So right now, I'd say that we are 
perfectly inclined to do it ourselves. And uh, yeah, you just, just getting there. And, you know, I'm now going to start, you know, counting the days down till the drill turns. And uh, I think a few months out goes pretty quick in this world. And, you know, it's, it's volatile times, but everything is pointing towards metals, gold, silver, copper, nickel, you pick it. Everything's pointing towards the metals market. So everything we're doing is going to be worth more if the market picks up as we think it will. And all the forecasts, Goldman Sachs, um, all the big banks, you know, all the, the, the UBS, all of them are calling for better metals markets. And it's nice to see the global audience catch up to it. And this is pre, pre-recent war events that have happened. So I think inflation is doing its part. Supply and demand is doing its part. Now, it's more to the hardest question to answer on the page where is the world going to get all its silver? Where is it going to get all its copper? And being at the forefront of possibly answering that question in a very big way is exactly what tier one's offering right now to shareholders. Peter, you'll need uh, some gas in the tank in order to fuel phase two drilling. Uh, can you talk through the treasury, where we're at in terms of the treasury and financings, please? Yeah, so we're, we're actually in a great position leading right up to when the, the drill bit is turning for our program. So nothing needed right now. I mean, the good thing is we're seeing a lot of, of uh, deals being made in the market, a lot of financings happening, and a lot of capital has been offered to us in that same token. So we're in a good spot and feel really good about you know what's to come over the next few months for sure. I mean, Bill, you've seen uh, a lot of fantastic clients on your platform and other stories out there. And, you know, maybe I'll get to ask you a question, too, is, is uh, have you seen, you know, something like uh, an opportunity that, that Curabai has right now, this this porphyry story on top of or sitting right below a, uh, a precious metal system? It truly is, you know, one of a kind. And that's why, you know, we are trying to scream it from the rooftops. That's why we are so excited about this project. Excellent. The website is tier1silver.com. Trades in Toronto as TSLV. And in the States on the OTC, you can find it under TSLVF. Gentlemen, thank you for this update. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. 
I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.